Hello, everybody. This is the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Gasford. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we get to talk about faith in God's word. You know, at one time, man, it used to be a thing to trust somebody when they just gave you their word, or maybe you shook their hand. Either which way, you ended up trusting them. I think it's time we get back to that, my friends. Trust in people, trusting in their word, especially the word of God, my friends. See, at one time, people used to be okay with just shaking hands. I mean, that alone was meant that you're giving your word. People, people even used to give someone their word, and at that point, man, it was what actually trusted. See, if we trust people that give us their word on something, how much more should we trust in the Holy Father who gives us his holy word and that that holy word has never failed? See, people have failed us and not kept their word but we still find ourselves trusting, you know? And here's the thing. We can and need to be always trusting in the word of God to do what it says it will do. See, within that word of God alone, my friends, it contains the very seed and the power to do what it says it will do. When the word of God says something, it can be trusted with our life, and it'll never fail. It will never fail. It's so true whether we believe it or not, but our trust in it brings us the reality and changes everything. My friends, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. You know, we've gotten to the point in a society to where uh, we, we've been lied to a lot you know, from the government, from this, from that, from that person, from politicians to this. We've been given words that don't come to pass. They certainly don't line up with the word that was given. Their actions do not line up with the words that came out of their mouth. My friends, I'm going to tell you something today. When the word of God says something, you can cash that check. You can write it. You can go to the bank. You can endorse here on the back and know that if it's written for this, you're getting the full amount from the Father. You can trust him. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, in the Passion Translation, it says, No one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible for God. Another one says, for no word from God shall be void of power. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on here. For no word from God shall be void of power. That tells me that every single word that God says contains so much power that it'll raise the dead, that it makes the universe stay in motion, that it makes everything in orbit spin, move, and have its way, but though 
here we are having a trouble with trusting God? Are you serious? See, within the word of God given to us is in the Bible, it contains the perfect power to do what it says it will do and what it says it's already done. Listen to this in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. It says, so will be my word, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Like I said, my friends, when the father writes a check from the word of God, you can endorse your signature on the back and take it to the bank and know that it will not bounce. It is good for the whole amount. The check and the person who wrote it can be trusted. The check will not return to the father as a bad check. The funds as if the funds were not there. Does that make sense to you today? Know the word of God and the promise of his word for that situation is packed with power to change that situation and all situations. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he is became an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order is vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. See, if the word says that you're a new creation, a new creature, guess what? Your feelings don't pay they, they don't play in that. If it says that you're a new creation in Christ, then you need to trust God and know that you're a new creation in Christ. Well, I don't feel like it. That's not what it, it didn't say. Asked. It didn't ask you how you felt about it. It told you what you were when you got born again and you believe it or you don't, but either which way you are a new creature in Christ. Like I said, the word of God doesn't ask for your opinion on the feelings of the matter. It stated reality and truth, and you get it by faith and not by feelings. Second Corinthians 5, 521. Let's look at this one. It says, for God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. Here again, If the word says that we are right now the very righteousness of God in Christ, then whether we feel like it or not, whether you and I feel like it or not, here's the thing. You're not a sinner just saved by grace. You are saved by grace and have been made to a new creature, a new species, a new person that's never existed before, a new righteous person just like Jesus. Saying that you are a sinner is calling God a liar because he said that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. It says that you're a new creation. But Nathan, you just don't not know it's not a word about what I don't understand, you don't understand. Listen to me. If the Bible says that you're the righteousness of God, you are. That word's not going to return unto him void. If it says that you're a new creation and creature in Christ Jesus, you're a new creation and creature in Christ Jesus. He didn't ask you how you felt about it. He just said what you are, and your job is to what? Put trust in it. Put faith in it. Trust. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 15, Verses four through six. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up in the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Listen, we can learn something from this because all Abraham simply had to do, he trusted and believed in what God said to him. His belief was credited to him as righteousness. See, our belief in the word of God is what in what Jesus has already done for us puts us in a place of receiving righteousness by faith. 
I mean, we know that in Romans 1.17, this gospel unveils a continual revelation of what? Of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life-giving faith. What about Romans 5.1? Yes, I share a lot of scripture on these podcasts. Why? Because you can argue with me, but if you argue with scripture, my friends, that's on you. I care about coming to you and giving you truth, and I know the truth is found in the word, and when we can grasp the word and receive it for what it says and for what it is, which is truth and reality of not what we're going to become, but what we already have been made, then our faith will soar when we put our faith in the word of God and not in a man. See, the Bible says again in Romans 5.1, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. You mean I'm, I, I, I'm seen that way from the Father even if I mess up? That's exactly what I said. If he says you're flawless in his eyes, that means on your good days and on your bad days. On your good days when you've gotten it all right and on your bad days where maybe you've missed the mark in some areas. See, righteousness was never based upon your performance. It was based upon Jesus's. Just like you becoming a sinner wasn't based upon your performance. You were just born into it. It's nothing that you had to do, and then you became a sinner. You were already born into it. So if you were born into sin, you got you to get taken out and born into righteousness. That's where we put our faith in the blood of Jesus. See, this means that we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did, the anointed one, what he's done for us. See, we can fully trust in what the word of God says about us being made right and now being made righteous. It's not by our feelings. It is by trust in what God has said to be true and knowing that his word can not lie. Think about this one. First Peter 2.24. He himself carried our sins in his own body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding. See, this word can be trusted in what it says that you are already healed because of his past wounding. This is not a past. Here's the thing. This is a past event. It's not something future that's coming. It will not take place again. It was good the first time that he was bruised and wounded to purchase your healing in his own body for you. The Bible then says in Jeremiah 1.12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly from watching to see that my word is fulfilled. That's in the NIV and the Amplified. It says it like this. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively, I like this one, actively is always present tense. I am actively watching over my word to perform it. My, my friends, it's not the Father's heart for you to fail in any way in life. And he sent his word that we would not fail. When we put trust on it, man, God's obligated to make sure that word does what it says it's going to do, and he's not going to fail you. He never has. See, in the word of God, it will never return unaccomplished. It will take care of everything that it was sent to do, healing, newness of life, prosperity, deliverance, the word of God. It will not return as a bad check and bounce because the funds were not there. No, the funds were there the whole time. See, he's actively watching over it to accomplish what he said it was sent to do. It was sent to deliver heal, set free, make righteous, bring new creation life, raise the dead back to life, cast out demons, heal the sick. Jesus was the word of God manifested in the flesh and now lives as one with the sons and daughters of God. See, now we are the living, walking, talking, and breathing word of God made 
flesh. Hebrews 4.12, check this out. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where the soul and the spirit, bone and the marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. See, it plainly states right here that there is so much power available in the word of God that if we put our faith in the word of God and the power that is there, it filled with to change any and all situations that it will ever encounter. See, whatever the word says on a topic, when we put complete trust and faith in what that word says it will do or what it says it's already going, that it's already said it's already done, it contains the power to change what's going on in our life to match what the word says about that situation. See, in life, here's the thing. Sometimes what we are being faced with seems very difficult and very challenging. I've been there, you've been there, we've all been there. And at times, it even seems like life is standing at death's door. The enemy comes in like a flood to invade our minds with thoughts of what, death, sickness sometimes, and disease. See, one word from the enemy will bring fear and death. But listen to this. One word from God will bring health, life, and power to change that situation. I must say that again. One word from the enemy can bring fear and death and and torment, agony, but one word from God will bring life, that resurrection life, health and healing and the power to change what you're going through. See, when Jesus was being tempted, what was the very thing that beat Satan? What was it? Well, we know that it was it wasn't giving G, it wasn't giving him his opinion. It was given him the word of God. He spoke exactly what the word of God said. He used his faith and trust in the word, knowing that it contained the power needed to defeat the enemy. Well, guess what? We're going to have to do the very same thing. Have faith in God and have faith in the word of God. Why? Because they're one in the same. They're one in the same. So listen to this. This is in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10. It says, when Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, a captain in the Roman army approached him asking for a miracle. Lord, he said, I have a son who is lying in my home, paralyzed and suffering terribly. Well, Jesus responded, I will go with you and heal him. But the Roman officer interjected, Lord, who am I to have you come into my home? I understand your authority, for I too am a man who walks under authority and have the authority over many soldiers who serve under me. I can tell one to go and he'll go and another one to come and he will come. I command my servants and they'll do whatever I ask. Listen to this. So the soldier said, so I know that all you need to do is stand here and command healing over my son, and he will be instantly healed. Jesus was astonished when he heard this and said to those who were following him, he has greater faith than anyone I've ever encountered in Israel. Well, why? The, the, the soldier knew authority because he dealt with it, and he knew the authority that if Jesus was dealing with. Just like the soldier would say something that his command, as a commanding officer, the men underneath him would do it, he knew that if Jesus said something, that his word, that it would come to pass exactly the way he said it would. Why? Because the soldier put faith in what Jesus was saying. Another translation says, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. Here's the thing, man. 
One translation was command, and the other was to speak the word over his soldier. The centurion soldier had faith in the word spoken, contained the power to raise the servant up and heal him again. Jesus noticed his faith, and the word was spoken and sent like a delivery to his servant, and he was healed. See, the word contains the very life of God, and when spoken and received in faith, it will change everything and anything that it comes into contact with. It is never, ever, ever void of power. Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? For it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Savior, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. See, the gospel, guys, it is the power of God and it is the power of God on display. See, the word of God, when believed and spoken and acted upon in faith, it will take you out of death, and it will bring you into life. The power was available to all, but the only ones who get to enjoy it are the ones who believe and put faith in the finished work and the word of God. See, you read the word or the word of God was spoken at a church or by someone telling you the gospel. You believed in that word of God that was spoken and acted upon it, and that word, and you got born again. See, the word of God is all the power that you will ever need to transform your life. 1 Peter one twenty three. For you have been born again, that is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, not of seed which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is, through the living and everlasting word of God. My friends, it's time that we put faith in the power of the word to completely change our life. This word is a seed, and when it gets down into the soil, which is our spirit, and minds, it will transform things. It will. The Bible says in Psalm 107, 20, God spoke the words, be healed, and we were healed, delivered from death's door. My friends, you talk about power in the word of God. He sent his word so much to the point that it healed them. God's words coming from his lips trumps every word of the enemy over your life. I'm going to say that again. God's word trumps, God's word trumps everything that the enemy's bringing to you, but you got to get it on your lips. God's word coming from your lips trumps every word of the enemy over your life. See, we need to put faith in the word. If the father said that by the very stripes and wounding of Jesus, you have been healed, those words trump your feelings. They do. See, the words from the doctors that they're bringing death reports to you, those are words from, or maybe words from family members and friends that are bringing death and destruction to you. See, here's the thing. Faith is never denial, but faith is believing and trusting in God's word to change that situation. Maybe you have something going on in your life right now. Maybe you're dealing with cancer. Maybe you're dealing with a sickness or disease, and, and maybe people have spoken that over your life. Maybe the doctor's even giving you words on a paper that he read. This is the report. This is what your numbers say, and this is what your blood levels say. Well, here's the thing. God's word over your life will trump all of that stuff. My friends, it's time that we start putting faith in the word of God. If God said it, we believe it, and that settles it. God cannot lie, and his word will never fail. My friends, I love you, and I appreciate you for giving me a time of day on this podcast, the Anointed and the Appointed podcast. I just want to remind you that God's word will never return unto him void. And when we put that into our life like a seed, when we speak it, when we come into agreement with it, when we get it into our life, 
things change. It's not God's will that his word would ever fail you. It will not. It's time for us to grab a hold of it like a bulldog, refuse to let go, and let the word of God change our life. Stay tuned for another podcast coming up next week. I love you guys. Get this out. Share it. Thank you for listening to the Anointed and the Appointed podcast. This was your host, Nathan Gasford. Until next time, my friends, don't be afraid to step out and manifest Christ to a hurting world. Thank you.